0: Welcome back to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. It's so cool to have you with us today.
1: Yeah, we're really excited. It's so awesome that you took the time to listen. And we can't wait to dive into the subject today, something that we've never really talked about before. We've never really thought much about before in the context of marriage.
0: Well, hey, guys, before we start, we just wanted to give you a quick update with what we have been up to within this last week. Normally, our schedule is pretty full, but something unique happened this last week. Weekend, actually, we had something planned on the schedule, and due to the weather, we got some more snow. Like, the roads were bad. Oh man. well our I hate that, by yeah. the way.
1: Snow, it's like the third winter. Why is this happening to us?
0: Well, we had plans, and our, because of the snow, our plans got canceled. So, suddenly, we had two days with nothing on our calendar. Oh like, my gosh. They were completely cleared because we were supposed to go out of town. But because these plans got canceled, all of a sudden, our schedule was wide.
1: Yeah, Don, it was interesting because I was supposed to speak at a high school for a bunch of high school students. And we were bummed to hear that it was canceled again due to weather somewhat, but there was another reason as well. But all all of a sudden it's like hitting the jackpot of like margin, like tons of margin. And we had the whole weekend. Oh man. Wow. Was it like, it was like a mini vacation. It was.
0: It's funny. We looked at each other like, what do we get to do? And we kind of smiled and we quickly realized, man, there was like a show Wednesday night. There was a show that we wanted to watch like three episodes in a row. We never do that. We're not bingers, but we're like, we have time. We 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 can watch all three of these episodes. (laughs) And it was really interesting. It was
1: so good. It was fun to watch. It was fascinating.
0: Then we woke up the next morning and you started a fire in our, we have a wood fireplace in our family room and we let it burn all day. And we took a nap and we ate lunch here. It was just a blast. It It was so much fun. So
1: fun. So relaxing. I mean, I got the fire going and it was really cold outside, like you said, with all the snow and the cold and the temperature in the living room at one point said 84 degrees. It felt amazing. I love heat. It felt like we were on a beach in Florida, just soaking up the heat, but taking a nap, relaxing, enjoying. Love that. That was so cool.
0: But we did something really fun that night. We went to the Wabasha Street Caves, which are just outside of downtown St. Paul. And it was so much fun. You know what's there? They have this live big band, and you swing dance to this really fun swing dance music. It's a great time. They give you lessons, and then you get to practice. And We laugh so much because I honestly am not the greatest dancer. (laughs) I have to count out my steps, and I'm like, one, two, three. And you are like a natural... Naturally, you are a pretty good dancer, um, well, and thank I'm you. not. So I'm <laughs> I don't not. feel like a good so dancer. So we were laughing so much; it was oh, it was a great. It was a time. blast,
1: and what a great environment! I mean, people dress up; they the ladies put dresses on, the guys get some really nice clothes on, and everybody shows up. The place was packed, it was packed and it was yeah. jumping. There was so many people out on the dance floor. We had an incredible time. Yep.
0: Within our few days off, we went on a few outdoor runs. We got some new running shoes so we could run, and then we went to see a comedian. Like at oh a, man. Non, it was a dry bar and it was so much fun. He yeah. was hilarious. Clean
1: comedy. Yeah, like he clean. wasn't dropping F-bombs. He wasn't, you know, going off the rails with weird, gross stuff. He was just straight up was, funny. Yeah. And we got a chance to laugh our heads off, but I got, I got to hold your hand oh, and great. really Again, enjoy really. the night and went out, out to eat. That was awesome. It was
0: like a 48 hour date. That's what we had. It like really two was days nonstop.
1: Yeah. Lots of love. So part of why we shared that update of, you know, this sudden 48 hours of free time and this chance to really catch up and enjoy rest in one another. Part of why we shared that is because when we were having coffee on our day off, there was a chef on TV and they were talking about their Uh, you know, their cookbook and why it was selling so well. And the reporter said, why are so many people buying your cookbook? Why are so many people wanting to cook your recipes? And the chef said to her, she said, well, it's because my recipes are so approachable. My book is so approachable. And what she meant by that is, you know, they, she would use the recipes, used a lot of the, maybe the items that people would have naturally in their home. And they weren't complicated recipes. They're really approachable. And I gotta, be honest with you, a light bulb went off in my mind when I heard her say the approachability or talked about that, about her recipes, about yep, her food, yep. about her cookbook.
0: I know it's funny because I remember you said the word, you know, approachability or approachable. And, and I looked at you and I'm like, that would be a great podcast. Are both of our minds at the same time we're like, we need to do a podcast on we, approachability. We've got to do this. It's so important in marriage to have Approachability,
1: Yeah. And that's immediately the question that popped in my mind is, do I have a high approachability factor? Don, you and I in our marriage, do you think of me as somebody that you could approach quickly? Uh, this topic and this personal question that I asked myself as I heard, you know, you heard the same thing, Don, it caused me to want to know more. And yeah. that's, of course, when we started to dig in on that concept, that topic. And we found some helpful content from the wonderful people over Over at Simbus. And this would be Les and Leslie Perot. They're awesome. I mean, they have so much wisdom. And so here's what Uh, SIMBUS is. SIMBUS stands for saving your marriage before it starts. Certainly it's curriculum, but it's also a marriage assessment uh, for couples that are about to get married. And we're actually taking a couple through this right Mm -hmm. now. Now, I'm a certified SIMBUS facilitator. I've gone through the training a couple times at a couple different churches, but this is such good stuff. Like, it's so fun to be able to take this assessment and walk a couple who's about to, you know, commit their lives to. Together uh, to each other for the rest of their lives.
0: I think when we think of the word approachability or being approachable, immediately people come to our mind. People that we know who are approachable. And And it's
1: hard not to think of them, right? And there's
0: several people that come to mind right away. Like there's a couple that we know that we're really good friends with. They actually live in a different state, but man, when we talk to them or anyone in the community talks to them, people go right up to them and talk to them because they're so friendly. They're so kind and loving and they take the time to stop to listen to you they're very approachable. You want yeah. to go talk to them. They
1: they smile. They give you a hug. Yeah. They shake your hand. They look you in the eye. But then their their positivity level is really, really high. Yep. And I think that's part of why they're magnets for people. People are, want yeah. to be around them. They're very approachable. Yeah, Don. And I can think of there's this other guy I know professionally, but we also know him personally. But every time I see him, he like says my name. He smiles really big. He gives me this huge hug. Yeah. And he has like the biggest heart. Like, Every time I talk to him, I'm thinking this guy cares about people. He cares about me. And then he's just an incredible communicator. Yeah. He looks you in the eye and he clearly communicates, but he he, he communicates from a place of like he wants to honor the people that he's with. And so why wouldn't I want to approach him? Why wouldn't I want to have a conversation or hang out with this guy? And
0: Travis, when we started talking about people that were approachable, we listed four, five, six people and they all have the same qualities. Honestly, I look at our list and I'm like, these are people that just come up and they give you a big hug. They love on you. They have eye contact. They're not standing there with their, you know, their arms crossed, you know, with a scowl on their face. They're excited and they, they're just so loving, like love. Love just just oozes out of their body and they're very approachable. And
1: that's the, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's the common denominator. These are people that are not only filled with love, but they have a lot of love to give other people. We feel that from them. Yeah, That's part of why they are people magnets.
0: They are. And you know what? This idea of having approachability in you as a person matters, especially in marriage as a spouse of a husband or wife. You won't have a great relationship or a strong marriage if you don't have a high level of approachability. It's so important to stop right now though and to ask yourself the same question that Travis asked himself and that I asked myself, do I have a high approachability factor? Travis, are you able to come to me At any moment, at any time, can you approach me and feel comfortable talking to me and sharing your heart and sharing your life with me?
1: Yeah. And I think the reason why that's so relevant is what if I did something wrong and I wanted to come to you and confess that and like thinking, is Don going to be somebody that is full of grace and loving and kind and a good listener? And maybe I want to come to you because we're having conflict and I'm like, we've got, you know, we're at an impasse. We can't get, you know, we're having a difficult time getting uh, past this specific. Specific issue, and I'm like, okay, is she willing to talk it through with me? Is she willing to creatively come up ide- with new ideas of mm. how to make that yep. work? Well, and here's a different way to put it What is your APQ or your approachability quotient? That's like,
0: something that obviously I don't think is out there. We just kind of created that the yeah, APQ pr- the approachability quotient. APQ. Like, what is it? Yeah, yeah, APQ. We made
1: that up, but it's your approachability quotient. I mean, it's so good to have a high level of approachability approachability and we've experienced the opposite of that haven't we done yeah we've experienced Unapproachability, yep. which by the way is in the dictionary. It's like, man, not only do you want to go up, not want to go up to that person, you want to run from them. Like, you want to get away from them.
0: I know, as easy as it was to identify people who are approachable, <laughs> man, it was just as easy to identify people who are yeah, unapproachable. And I think easier. all of you guys probably in your mind right now, when you think of unapproachable, someone pops in your mind.
1: Yeah. And there's a guy in particular, Don, that you and I know really, really well, who's has that high level of unapproachability. Here's why. People were like scared of him. Most people were afraid that he would use his power for his benefit, but against them. Yeah. He would also publicly humiliate people other like, people. Yeah, it was awful. I remember one time we watched him make somebody else gravel in front of other people. It was awful. And he could be your friend one minute, one minute but then suddenly be your enemy yeah. the next. And there was also this sense of zero safety being around right. this particular guy. And, you know, we hate to use him as an example. No one knows who we're talking about, but he is the picture perfect, you know, idea of unapproachability. Yeah. Like you just don't want to be around the guy.
0: If I needed something, I wouldn't go to him. No. Like, and that makes me sad because I want people, if there's a need, I want them to be able to come to me. I want to make sure I'm approachable. But unfortunately, this gentleman was not approachable. I know I have a relative Travis and we know who this person is. They're very they're not very approachable. Um they're just someone that I couldn't come to when I had a need or I was scared and intimidated by her. I often heard her talk bad about other family members all the time. And she really never let me talk or get my words out. And honestly, she's kind of mean and rude with her words very often. So in my mind, man, if I ever had a need, I would not go to this person. She was very unapproachable. Not like. approachable.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So what does approachability really mean and how does it impact marriage? Well, the people at Simbus give an incredible picture of what approachability is and how it can improve things in your relationship. So according to Simbus, which is that curriculum saving your marriage before it starts, approachability is defined as this. One of the most loving things you can do in your marriage is to make yourself radically approachable to your spouse. When you're approachable, you're open, welcoming, and receptive. And most importantly, your spouse feels safe with you. Oh,
1: I like that. That feeling of being safe. Yeah, that's huge. Every relationship needs that. One that has, you know, a high level of quality. That's what you want.
0: Yep, especially in marriage. They go on to say, your approachability makes others feel like they belong when they're near you. It makes them feel wanted and included. Making your spouse feel as though he or she belongs with you is one of the most selfless things you can do for them. Man, that's powerful. Like, that's so true.
1: That is a really incredible amount of wisdom. And it's interesting because Jesus you know, talking about wisdom, he had the highest level of approachability of anyone to walk this earth. And he also did something really cool. He modeled it by giving us an incredible example of what approachability could look like. I mean, think about it. Jesus was so approachable. I mean, the kids would pile on his lap and he was, you know, touchable. Uh, People would come up to him and they would, I mean, he was just so approachable. And then he was very clear, so clear verbally that he made sure that people (laughs) knew that they could come to him, that they could approach him with anything. We know this because in the Bible, in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, 28, he said these words, come to me. All you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm, Come yeah. to me, Jesus says, all you who are weary and burdened. That's so cool. Come to me. He wanted people yeah. to approach him. And his you know, secret sauce was his gentleness, his humility. Now we get a description of Jesus even further in his, his approachability in Hebrews chapter four, verse 15, it says this, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time Mm, of need. Jesus is someone we can empathize with that we can connect with in our our weaknesses. And so that gives us the ability, like it says, let us then approach yeah. God's throne of grace. God, our father has a high level of approachability.
0: It's funny because he actually says, let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Like, I love that. We can be confident and we can approach God. Yeah, because he's not going to condemn us.
1: He's going to love us. I mean, John chapter 3, verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him.
0: So we're talking about approachability. Well, how does that look in marriage? Well, according to Simbus, again, this is that lesson Leslie Pearl curriculum, saving your marriage before it starts. They give some really great rules for approachability in marriage. And this is what they say. The first one is this, just remind yourself that you and your spouse are on the same team. You share many goals, dreams, and visions for the future. That's important because, Travis, when I remind you that we're on the same team, man, walls just kind of come down. Like, we are in this together all the way.
1: It helps so much. Yeah, definitely.
0: They go on to say, you know, pray together and individually bless your spouse and pray for them. They go on to say, do good to your spouse. And they also say for a rule for approachability in marriage, just just tell your spouse they can come to you, help them feel safe when they do. And I think safety is an incredible, huge thing in marriage. We have to feel safe coming to each other. Yeah.
1: And really to echo that, how God doesn't condemn us, we shouldn't be condemning our spouse. That openness, that approachability, those are all things to say, hey, we're going to be grace-filled. We're going to love each other. They go on to really give the advice of being a good listener. Don't listen to respond and don't use their concerns against them. That's that's so helpful. They say give to your spouse without expecting anything in return. Again, that's opening those channels of goodwill, of of making sure that there's love flowing back and forth. And the last piece of advice that Simbus gives is to take a walk in your spouse's shoes. Leverage empathy to better understand where your spouse is coming from. Which makes sense because we then understand and kind of feel and and we're more connected that way yeah. because we're we're being focused on them and not focused on ourselves not narcissistic We just love this concept of approachability and it really makes marriage work well. And honestly, we are so grateful for Les and Leslie Perot. And here's why they think being approachable is so important. They write, being approachable to your spouse is the secret to open, thriving communication. Approachability, they say, cultivates trust between the two of you and helps you both feel emotionally safe. And it's an incredibly important attribute of your marriage that will open the door to healthier, more effective communication problem solving and conflict resolution Mm, wow those are great words of advice uh, from them and we're so grateful for that Super, super good insight, guys. If you've not taken the Simba Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts assessment, even if you've been married for thirty years, we would encourage you to find somebody that's a a certified facilitator and have them take you through it. It's so insightful. We highly
0: recommend it that any couple goes through this assessment. So we're talking about your APQ, your Approachability Quotient. Like, how high is it? It's something that we should ask ourselves often and. Am I approachable? Travis, am I approachable? Travis, are you approachable? I can say yes to you. I look at you and I'm like, yes, when I need something or I have a, you know, a hurt or joy or anything, I can come to you and I know that you're on my side. You're on my team. You're right there for me.
1: Yeah, and I don't want to be somebody who is pushing you away or angry or defensive or somebody who's distracted and I'm a terrible listener, those would be things that would put up walls and keep me from being approachable.
0: I think it's really important to remember that unapproachability stops communication. Because if I look at you and I feel like you're not approachable, I'm not going to want to communicate with you. You guys remember this, be willing to be the person in your marriage who is always approachable. Someone who is open, non-judgmental, grace-filled, and ready to love love always. Man, that's the type of marriage, that's the type of spouse that I want and that I need. We want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember guys, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see
1: you next time.